good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This good is on a curious Thursday in, this is the last Thursday of April, um, 2021, right here on the Anarchy podcast. I'm here, Jermaine, with my wonderful co-host, Mark. Good, uh, good day to you all. I'd like to wish everybody listening in advance for Saturday, happy International Workers' Day, happy May Day. Um, it's a fantastic, significant time for everybody to celebrate the power of the union of the international workforce of the world. So, happy May Day, people. That'd be an interesting one to explore, um, which we'll come to a little bit later on. So, Curious Muse is a series where we explore various news bits and pieces um, documented all over the world that are happening either currently, historically, and we just kind of talk about them, have a little bit of a chat and see what we make of them. Um, first thing, what would you like to touch on initially? Jermaine? Yes. Can I inform you that you're a liar? Right. What's your response to that? I'm intrigued as to why you would think that. Well, I don't think it, but I'm using where, something. Where, where, that... Yeah, more so, where are you going with this? Right, that's <laughs> the point. That's what you should have asked the first time. So, uh, I'm doing something on this podcast that I can't do in the House of Parliament. It's not allowed by the rules of Parliament to call somebody a liar. Mm. Even if you know they're blatantly lying, you cannot call them a liar in the House. You also can't name them in the house. This is the the tangled web that politicians put to try and confuse people and to put people off politics. So, you know, the basic things you can do in everyday life, you cannot do. So even if I category had evidence in my hand, I still can't call that person a liar. Now, why am I saying this? Where am I going with this, Jermaine? Come on. Any idea? Come on. Okay, so yesterday in the House of Commons, Keir Starmer, the Labour Party leader, could not ask Boris Johnson if he was lying about the whole thing he paid his decorations to his house, whether he took it out of taxpayers' money or he paid for it himself. He could not call him a liar. So he had to ask him, are you prepared to say what happened? And the Prime Minister simply said, no, I'm not. Now, the Prime Minister has decided to order an inquiry, mm-hmm. which which he, I think he did about a month ago, also with the Tony Blair thing, if you remember, we talked about it on Curious News, where Tony Blair had a hot, hot, hot line to the government and to the Chancellor about getting money for the company that he was representing. Oh, Tony Blair had that. Ah. Sorry, no, I beg your pardon. Sorry, not Tony Blair, I beg your pardon. Cameron, Cameron. Sorry, Cameron. I beg your pardon. Sorry. It's, it's uh, <laughs> too much information going out in one hand. Sorry. No, I was going somewhere else with this. I was going somewhere else with this, and I, it was just a reference one. It wasn't meant to be. So, sorry, I do apologise. I meant David Cameron. So, David Cameron, we had this whole thing with Tammy Cameron where the, the part the House was calling for an independent inquiry, and Johnson and his party said, no, we're going to do, we're going to elect someone to do an inquiry, da 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 And he's done the same thing yesterday. I'm going to call someone forward to do an investigation. Now, why does he have to call someone forward? Because they had 
uh, somebody in place. But that person resigned. So the person that they had uh, to, to do the the uh, inquiry in anything like this, well, I mean, I don't know what to call it, sleaze, impropriety, whatever. Um, whatever you want to call it, that the person who was in place to do this uh, resigned. And wait, so they resigned. So when, when it's was why, that? It's why, they, that it's why they resigned. His name was Sir Alex Allen. And he was charged with investigating whether Pretty Patel had bullied staff in the house, in the home office. Oh, that guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that guy resigned when when it, he found that, yeah. that she had bullied staff. Mm. And the government's response was... There's no bullying going on. No, there is bullying going on, but... Oh, well, not, we'll, we'll look into not, it. Not, no, they know it's bullying going on because they hired someone to investigate it. So the, the outcome of the investigation was there is bullying. But it wasn't enough bullying for them to make her have to stand down from her position. Oh, right. Okay. I'm almost tempted to ask you to point out, unlike so probably wow. 200 years of parliamentary history, point out to me anyone that this government has asked to step down for any, any what you might call not political not parliamentary not politician kind of behavior um be fair uh well i don't think we can really say but i think people have been pressured to um Ooh. but certainly not due Who's to been pressured to? well I, I i think theresa may was pressured no, Theresa May lost the vote in Parliament and stood down. It wasn't she. She wasn't pressured to. She lost the confidence of the House. That's it. She, said, and she basically it, said, "If you don't vote with me this time, it's the third time I'm bringing it to the House. If you don't vote with me, I'm going to stand down." And she lost. This is a, t a tactic politicians use all the time: vote with me, or I'll stand down. Uh, I think I've got a feeling Cameron did it around. The European vote. I the think he stood down when the result went against him. Yeah, it's quite a common tactic. I'm so popular that if you, I'm sure you'll vote. If if, if the danger is, I'll step down. Well, no, you're not that popular. Bye. <laughs> so, so that isn't what I'm asking you. Is, what I'm asking you is historically, in most across the parties, people have mm. stood down when they have been deemed to have acted in a in a inappropriate, immoral, or whatever way. On behalf of their party, right? But it's, it's, it's not. The, but they haven't stood down themselves. Have well, they? often they've been in quite. Okay, I mean, it's semantic because they'll, they'll meet with the prime minister. The prime minister will say, "Look, it'd be best for everyone that the country, the house, if you step down." So yeah, they've been pressured, but also yeah. the thing called honour. So you didn't want to denigrate. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to denigrate the 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 thingy of office that. You know the status of the office of the job you have yeah so let's say for example you had an affair with a teenage prostitute it would be deemed that's bringing disrepute to the to the office that you hold and you would be encouraged to stand out yes i'm asking you to name one person under the government we have at the moment who have done that
the long pause you're hearing is Jermaine trying to remember anyone and he's going to struggle like, literally, to remember. literally anyone um it's going to struggle because no this, one has this this cabinet has been the same for the last year and a half years, the last yeah no no they, it changed under boris johnson when boris came into power oh, he yeah. left Yes, yes, yes. He, yes, he right. specifically asked people who he thought would back his ideas of Brexit and of, should we say, mildly right wing views. So wait, so Boris came in. Mm. Well, the election was 2019. He was, was it? Yeah, the election was December 2019. It was Boris versus Corbyn. Uh, okay, so yeah, it would have been 20... Yeah, well, it was probably that year then. Because um, it was in December, wasn't it? That's what I just said. That, December, was that that's what you said. December 2019 was the election. Wasn't there... There was something else. Wasn't it 2020? No, before oh, no. the election. Oh, yeah, 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 election. right, yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking the election was just before this whole COVID thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Land so, I'm still um, trying to work out if anyone has been asked to step down under this government due to... <laughs> no! Due to no! Nobody. Nobody. And nobody's, nobody's stepped down. Nobody's... Like, all they do is they pop up, they're visible for a little while, and then they disappear. They're all jack-in-the-boxes. That's what they do. No, but I'm saying historically that wasn't the case. It is the case under this particular part, mm. uh, this particular mm. head of party. The, in two th 23rd of May 2019, the Conservatives lost only got a fifth of, came fifth in the European votes over the elections under May, and she resigned the next day. So she resigned on the 24th of May, and at that point Boris won the election in 23rd of July. So since 23rd of July 2019, he has been the head of the Conservative Party. And since he's been head, no one has had to stand down for any kind of immoral behaviour. Now, he is being asked to stand down for his immoral behaviour, and guess what's happening? He's doing like everybody else. Uh, he's, he's ordered an independent inquiry, because they, but he has to wait until they elect someone to, to head that inquiry, because the last person stood down, because his outcome from his inquiry was ignored. So are we placing any faith in the outcome of this next inquiry about whether Boris lied to, to Parliament? <laughs> I mean, considering that Priti Patel was Priti Patel's office, I should say, um, was found to have bullying taking place, yet nothing was done about it. She's still, as far as we're aware, she's still the head of the department. She's still the home secretary of the country as well. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know. Um, well, I'm saying we live in a time where mm. people can act totally immorally and still retain their power. So, for example, can you imagine talking to people in the 1950s and 60s or people who fought in the Second World War and saying to them, there'll be a day when a, a US president will encourage people to rise up and storm the offices of his parliament, of his party that he's leading, to overthrow his party but not him. And do you think there'll be a time in British, you know, like 
Boris goes on about Winston Churchill and all this stuff. Can you imagine a time in British history where someone could take taxpayers' money to decorate their home, a home that he lives in with someone who is, I've lost count on how many women he's now lived with and and had children with, and I don't know which comes from which side of which relationship. And they, yeah. I don't remember a year or two ago when the police were called to investigate him and his partner having a row. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that Ryan Giggs is being in court for the last two days for that, but not Boris Johnson. Okay, that's all right, that's fine. But I'm saying, can you imagine having a, a, home, tech, a, a home secretary that bullies the home office and a, a prime minister who spends the taxpayers' money and then, oops, pays it back when we find out, and none of these people resign? You've got a guy in charge of Brazil who, who is advocating the opposite of safety around the COVID virus. He's actually advocating people going out and catching it more. I mean, this is ridiculous in this day and age that these things are happening. And if that's not curious news, I do not know what is. I really don't. Years ago, this would be the kind of behaviour you'd expect of anarchists. Absolutely. It's madness. Just, I just can't get... It's it, There's such a circle of protection. It takes yeah, like, that's what it is. It's it, a protection racket. That's exactly right. It's a protection yeah. racket. Yeah. It, it's like... You like okay, so for example, if think of your street, your area as government, right? People have their patches doing you know, this the street vision, yeah. Everybody has their their organization, everybody has their pattern, their structure set up. They they all work amongst each other with each other. Anybody that comes onto their patch is seen as you know an enemy, they're taken out, removed, whatever. If you if you even attempt to expose anything that's taking place, you're attacked, you're removed. Like yeah, exactly. you, you can't like what can you do about that? These are the people that are in charge of So I remember watching things like Goodfellas. Mm. And I'm struggling to see the difference. So if someone mm. reported to the head that one of his his uh, made men had gone into a restaurant and, and beaten up the waiter or something. Mm-hmm. You'd expect them to do something about it, but because they're one of their their top lieutenants, they just cover for them. Yeah. What's the difference between that and what's happening in the Conservative Party today? Because mm. and thinking you're... about all of this this money that's been, I mean. <sighs> for want of a better phrase, laundered through these various projects. Exactly. Exactly. And, and let's let's finish this section of Curious Muse because we're running a bit 15 minutes on one topic. It's not what we normally do. But let's finish <laughs> on, because you said about money laundering, and, I, and it brings me back to a very fascinating um, example in, in British history. So Theresa May paid £1 billion to the Democratic Unionist Party of Northern Ireland so they would vote with her in her campaign to get Brexit done. Mm-hmm. She didn't achieve that. And the nine members of the DUP received £1 billion. 
right? At a time when we had no money, we'd had austerity for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, the magic money tree. Exactly, suddenly they found a magic money tree. Correct, well, well remembered. The woman who took the money from Theresa May, Arlene Foster, yesterday had to stand down because she lost the faith of the other eight people in her party. She stood down because they cannot, they cannot abide the fact that she was complicit, even by accident, with this whole discussion about where the the border lies between Ireland and England. The whole idea that the border is in the North Sea now. They blame her for that becoming a reality. Now, there's a fantastic Shakespearean uh, quote. I've got a feeling it's from Hamlet, where it goes, what, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. It might be from Richard III, actually. But, I mean, um, you know, either way, it, it's an interesting quote to fit the times that we live in. Jermaine, do you have any news you'd like to talk about? Um, yeah, just really quickly, um, I say really quickly, um, looking at this whole period as we begin to open back up and things become more available to us, we're looking at festivals this year. Last year, we saw numerous festivals, well, all the festivals, pretty much. Maybe other than Cheltenham, I think. I think that was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's horse racing, though. Um, But yeah, so wireless um, is going to be happening in September. Okay. Um, What I'm seeing, they actually released the tickets before they published the lineup. Did they? Yes, yes. So uh, (laughs) I'm seeing loads of comments on the old Twitter sphere here saying that people spent their student loans on, on tickets for wireless uh before seeing the lineup now the lineup has now been released and there's a lot of conversation over representation what do you mean representation on this wireless lineup yeah what's that out of i think there's something like about a hundred artists on the lineup. there's four women what surely you're reading that wrong there's, there's four women on this lineup. Now, that's concerning. Surely you're reading that wrong, Jimmy. This is an international festival. We've got artists coming over from Africa, from America, inter- international artists, UK, UK artists as well. Um, and we've only got four artists. And you know what? I don't even think we've even got a UK female artist performing on that. Surely line. you're reading that. You must be reading that wrong. I can't there's believe you're reading that. I'm not. I'm not going to like name who's on there, but there's there are big names on this festival. If you can take a look at this on the, uh, on, I'm sure you'll see it on floating around on Facebook, on social media, anywhere. Um, but there's only four women on this lineup and the conversation is then further enveloped into representation of women in radio in music in general um at labels like there's there's lots of conversation that's kind of beginning to to open up 
that conversation now. So it's 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 again the fight for equality, for representation, for something that actually feels a bit more real. Um, <laughs> I saw a comment on there, and then yeah, somebody said that the wireless lineup looks like a penis fest. And <laughs> it, 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 seriously, it's, it's like. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So like if there are any artists or anybody who's a particular music fan that, that, you know, feels a way about this, like, let us know what you think. Let us know, you know, why you think that might be, because there's there's several arguments for it. The, The thing is, is one of the issues, which is apparently quite a big one, is that women uh, tend to be paid less for these things, so they don't take them. What? So, that this is the thing. Everybody gets an offer for a festival. If you get onto a festival, that's that's probably going to be like the biggest thing that you'll receive, like as an upcoming artist. Um, and what I think maybe tends to happen is that women are paid less or offered less than a man. Yeah, but surely they should take it and then all say when we're not performing until you pay out, you know, like go on strike. <laughs> that, that's one way to deal with it. I think not taking it isn't going to help your argument, is it? I don't know how it helps your argument. Well, no, but 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 this is the thing. It's there's there's different perspectives that can be taken because well, if women aren't wanting to perform at these particular festivals. That's a bit of a concern. But do we know that they're not? Why is that? Do we know that that's the case, or do we? Because I no, we, we, don't, we don't know. This, this, this is the thing. It, it will be. I'm really curious to know what. What is it? No, I'm not convinced that so until someone stands up and says that's the reason. It just looks like they've just booked more men. We have. Correct me if I'm not right. Mm-hmm. No, correct. Yeah, correct me if I'm not right. But we haven't we interviewed two amazing women singers that would would have rocked the house down on yep. on Curious Anarchy. Have we not? We did it on, um, did we not do it on Stargazers? We've interviewed at least two women who are just yep. amazing singers. Marley and Cassandra London. Yeah. Are you telling me they can't find English singers? Oh, no, man, I'm, I'm tripping here. I think I banged my head. Because I, I can't make sense of what you're saying. It's, it, it's crazy. And I mean... Absolutely no disrespect to anybody that's on the lineup. I think that everybody that's on there deserves to be at these festivals. But there needs to be a bit more. No, I don't. Of, of a, of a, I don't know, something like. Sorry, I, I would dispute that. What you just said. What? Why? That they deserve to be on the lineup. No, I, I think that they, these artists. Yeah, I'm saying I don't, be on, I don't believe like this. If there's a hundred artists, I do not believe that there are at least fifty artists that are better than the female singers we've got. So I don't believe they deserve to be on. They deserve to be, if, you know. So, so therefore, we can say if we have no black or Asian artists on it, then all the hundred white people that are playing deserve to be on it. No, 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 no. If you're if you're if you're deliberately excluding certain groupings, then the people that are on it do not deserve to be on it. Maybe the top twenty, but not the rest. Okay, I think if, if I, re- re- I think if I recontextualize, I'm saying I think that these like because I'm looking at the names, there's 
numerous names on there that I've, I, I that I believe that yeah they are great artists. They're either up and coming or they're out there in the stratosphere and they're doing well. Like I actually Remind maybe I'm not playing? a particular fan of their music as much, no, no, but I know that, that how many people well are within their, their scene. And I think that on that basis, they deserve to be on festivals like this, not necessarily within this context of this lineup. But how many people are performing at this festival? There's like about 10, 15 per stage. I'm quite sure there will more than likely be some other artists as well, but perhaps yeah, but roughly, give me a ballpark number of how many people are actually going to be performing that that, that whole. It's festival. over three days. Yeah, so over three days. What numbers am I looking at? Hundred, fifty? What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, probably about a hundred or so. So, out of the hundred people performing, how many of them do you know? Do I know? Yeah. I know. Pretty Don't much say the names. I know Don't pretty say... much all of the names. You know the whole hundred people. Maybe, that are okay, one, two. Three, four names that I don't know. Wow, so you know 96 people. Are, well, I'll tell you what, respect to you. That's why we've got the best podcast on this side of Brighton. Let me tell you, <laughs> no one else could say they know 96 names from this festival. And when, when I say that, like, I, I know of, like, I, I don't necessarily no, follow. No, no, still, still, I remember going to Glastonbury. I know, I've seen their names. I've heard some of their music somewhere along the way. Um, I, and... I remember going to Glastonbury in the, in the, in the 80s and I, I was really into my music. I was going three gigs a night and I still couldn't tell you at least 30% of the performing artists at Glastonbury. I wouldn't know who they were. Well, I'm you just know, saying, and, no, no, and, no. I, and I think that even that's that's a particular issue is is that there are so many known artists on the Fine, line. But, yeah, but I'm I just guess. saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, even I knew up and coming artists, but what I'm saying is, thirty percent on the bill, I had no idea who they were. Yeah, you know, they may not even have been from this country. They may have not have released anything. For all I know, they might have been friends of the organizers. I don't know. I don't know who they were, but I had never heard of them, and I was into my music in those days. What I'm saying to you is, I'm not convinced mm. that this bill re- represents enough of what it needs to represent. And therefore, I'd say at least 30% of the people on the bill could easily be taken off the bill and headline given to, to groups that have not been invited on yet in the numbers they should be. Yeah. I'm surprised. I think, I think, that's, that's, I think that would be quite a, a, a good summary. I mean, it's interesting that it's interesting that forms of music we might find or we might think of as being fairly narrow-minded, like let's say country and western, would have a way higher proportion of women performing at their, at their concerts, mm-hmm. at their festivals, way higher. And you know what? Actually, one of the points that I want to make about this is that there are a number of female artists that are doing well that aren't on this lineup. Yeah. I've named two yeah, already. Okay. So I'll, I'll call a couple of names. So Miss Banks is doing really, really well. I've followed her career. Um, I used to go down to the Hootenanny in Brixton, you know, when I asked Cassandra London about that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, there used to be, it was, oh, what was the name? Um, 
there was a lady and she used to hold um, Ladies First and she'd do Hip Hop Nation. Um, at, she did a night in Camden, which was Ladies First, and then she did Hip Hop Nation in Brixton. Wow. And that used to be the show that where, that you'd go to and you'd see people like Ms. Banks performing, people like um, Shay Lingo performing, okay, people yeah. like uh, Modulation performing, um, like all kinds of artists that are now doing well. They're, they're in the, the stratosphere, if you like. Yeah. Um, those artists aren't there. Lady Leisha, why is she not booked for this? Like, <laughs> she's probably one of the biggest um, exports for music for this kind of music, UK music. Maybe they haven't heard of it. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Well, I'm just saying, I've got to work out why you wouldn't invite someone like that to your concert. It, 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 yeah, you know, things, yeah, that, that just frustrates me. But at the same I've, time, I've got to say, I've been following her since she was a, a model, Miss Banks. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that um, might be a different bank. Sorry, that might be a different one. But anyway, I've been following her since she was a model. Um, I, I was going to say that would be quite a new thing. I think, I think her name's Tyra. <laughs> I knew where you would go with this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Well, well, it's interesting because what you find is news stories come fast and furious mm -hmm. when there's government cover-up. So, as you know, the whole Boris thing's kicked off. And funnily enough, straight away today, we get the discussion around Grenfell. Oh. They'd promised to not bring the cost of, of putting safety uh, uh, shields in on these flats instead of uh, the cladding they had onto the flat owners. And now they've, they've got against that. So the bid to shield residents from cladding cost has fallen down so the government voted to keep the cost in the public and not to be paid for by the government wow that's after 72, 72 people died in 2017 because of fire because of bad illegal clamping on the building so basically they're assigning the blame to the council no basically they're saying we will put the new safety planning on but the rest of the yeah but that that that's not them taking responsibility for it though is it no no absolutely not but I they mean. had promised they, they would back onto it i take it it's the councils that are, or whoever was involved with the, the government building. the government are the ones who pushed it through the, the, the commons and the lords but what i'm trying to say to you is they had promised they made promises after 2017 that flats would be made safe and that they would cover the cost for it it's really simple. And, you know, and if, if, you, if the well-being of the people is at the heart of your thinking, you would happily organise for, for that to be done. But we know that the Prime Minister may or may not have said, I don't care if there's piles of bodies as a result of this ep epidemic. Because mm. he hasn't yet denied he actually said it. Has he not? Not, not in as many words. No, he said I didn't say those words. Uh, okay. This is uh, this is how anyone in Parliament gets around admitting or denying yeah. anything. This is about like linguistics. 
right. and being able to play around with like the meanings of words. When you say something, you say something that's not very specific so that later on you've got wiggle room. Um, it's it's pseudo-lawyerism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the the antipathy, the antithesis, antithesis, the opposite of. If you say to a school kid, "Did you break that window?" And they go, "No, sir, I didn't. It was the stone that broke it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what wow. And that's the level of leadership we have in this country. That's the and, and then what it does is that opens up, okay, well, how did the stone come to you? Well, who well, knows? Well, I had the stone in my hand, but I wasn't the one who put it through the window. Oh, okay, <laughs> how did it get through the window? It, Do you it, know what I mean? It's, um, it's not real anymore. It's not real anymore. No. Um, um, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing as well that there will be a fire safety bill to yeah. become law. Four years after the Grenfell blaze. Rest in peace. Can I, can I have a quick word? The Grenfell. Um, can I have a quick word? Sure. Velocity. Velocity? Mm. Yeah, that's a quick word. See, that's how politicians behave. <laughs> um, I do have to apologise to people listening to this podcast. I got the the wrong uh, person. It wasn't Shakespeare that said that tangled web. It was actually it came from a Sir Walter Scott poem called Marimon, Marion, Marimon. Uh, so just I don't want to mislead people. Unlike the house, I don't want to mislead people. Um, but suffice to say that that you know if it was a politician, they say they just simply say I didn't say those words. So you know I, I'm more upfront than that to be honest. Mm. Um, but you know there's a serious point to all this the cladding and 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 the festival and the the you know the prime minister's pl- playing around with the truth the the, the 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 serious point about this is we're meant to be raising generations of children to grow up and have respect and dignity and honor and they look around and this is what they see leading the world right now mm-hmm. i find it ab- abhorrent I find that it goes against every single norm that you have in society. It goes against religion. It goes against common decency. It goes against uh, basic human values. Yeah, that's the way it is. That is normality these days. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Exactly, Jermaine. Well put. <laughs> well put, indeed. And on that note, we're going to leave you because that'll... Curious Muse, which was meant to be 15 minutes, has been 34 minutes. (laughs) So, guys, have a good one. Enjoy International Workers' Day, and we'll catch you on the other side. Enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Indeed.